Week four is officially underway. It is Friday evening. I am Sweetcar. I got Shashot and Shovit with yeah. me. This is the only playbook. How are we doing, guys? Dude, I am doing so good. You have no idea. Doing just fantastic. Life Tell is great. Tell us why. Tell us why. Oh, nothing, man. Just, you know, a lot of the stress from the non-podcast stuff has decreased and has mitigated down to zero. And now we just all about the podcast. Hell nice. yeah. No more split committee. <laughs> oh, dude. RBBC is gone. <laughs> Yeah, excited. Let's do this. Yeah, man. One game is already under wraps, and we have a whole slate of games to talk about on Sunday. Again, we're the only playbook. First things first, social media, the interactions have been fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shashot, our medical man, has been um, going ham on the Twitter with injuries, <laughs> posting injuries before you know the rap reports, before the— Yeah, we actually broke news before Adam Schefter today. Yeah, exactly. So you guys should be following us if you guys want the latest injuries, the latest updates— all that kind of stuff, anything football related. Yeah. So and go, go rate us on podcast too, on Apple Podcasts. Yeah. Rate us, tell us how we are. Apple Podcasts, leave us a review, five-star yeah. review, maybe one star if we suck, but you know, five-star review preferably. But yes, in, engagement in social media has been fantastic. We encourage it. Keep it coming. Instagram, Twitter, uh, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Anchor FM, I believe. Yep. Uh, yep. All that's on the link tree. And I think we also have a TikTok. So all that's on our link tree. Uh, feel free to, you know, give us as much engagement as possible because that's what this is all about he just freed up a bunch of time to do more of this so the, the more yeah. engagement the better guys so again certainly encourage it definitely appreciate the support so far uh first things first let's kick it off right into the game that happened yesterday another thursday night football game where on paper i was expecting finally for us to catch up to ourselves and it'd be like mm-hmm. finally on the matchups a dud mm-hmm. probably not gonna be the best game but another surprisingly good game right the jags visited the Bengals. the Bengals were two and one the jag coming in still searching for their first victory played a really really close football game actually led early on they do end up dropping this one 24 to 21 jags end up covering their seven and a half point spread and the under hits at 46 it was 45 was the total score in the under game in so i bet over betters were sweating there as well as under betters mm-hmm. uh but the Bengals surprisingly moved to three and one on the early season jags now dropped to owen four um what did you guys like about this one yeah i like trevor lawrence you know uh he played pretty decent game he, he looks promising long term um no picks 17 for 24 24 yards i think that's that's a good sign um and i think you know jack's definitely had a chance to win this game there's a third and four that uh, lawrence doesn't get and the Bengals get the ball back with four minutes remaining and then you know they they go on to kick a field goal so so good signs on on the um you know lawrence and and the Bengals front uh i mean the jags front However, you know, I'm wondering why did they draft this Et- Etienne guy? Yeah. Like with Robinson doing like getting yeah, two, two touchdowns, what were they thinking? You I know, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what they were thinking because Robinson clearly, when he gets enough carries, he got 18 carries for 78 yards and uh-huh. two touchdowns. You know, this team has a solid chance. I mentioned a stat last week. I forget exactly what it was, but when you give Robinson enough carries, they're in most of these games you know the jaguars have lost each of their last five games in which they lead by seven or more points in the first quarter which is pretty sad but maybe if you start running the ball with your go-to running back Mm -hmm. you know that could be conserved a little bit better it's just weird right because robinson to me not only does he put up good numbers when he gets the volume but he also passes the eye test like he looks like a good running back and then the numbers support it so i yeah i don't understand the draft pick one two i don't understand like you said the lack of early volume when you have a rookie quarterback you need him to get be in situations that are beneficial to him not be run and gun just because he's the number one pick right and so yeah feed the guy that dominated last year as a rookie um, let him get you in the flow of the game, and then that takes pressure off Lawrence. But you're right, Lawrence, I think this was probably his best game thus far just mm. simply because he protected the football. Yeah, he didn't throw a pick. Yeah. Right. 
Turnovers are key, right? As a young quarterback early on, yes, you want to make flashy plays. You want to throw touchdowns. But protecting the football helps you win football games. And that's what kept this one close. They were winning early on. And then obviously on the other side of the coin, uh, same thing, right? Burrow also had a great game. No turnovers. Um, he ended up spreading the ball really, really well. Uh, Tyler Boyd was kind of the benefactor of this game with nine for 118. And then their tight end. Yeah. Uh, Uzuma. Uzuma. Is that how you say it? Uzuma? <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. Uzuma with five catches, 95 yards, and two touchdowns. Yep. Wow. Two touchdowns. Jamar Chase, I played against him. I was happy. He only had six catches for 77 yards. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let me predict you Uzuma's rest of the season. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so what's going to happen is some dude, some noob out there is going to pick him up, start him next week, complain about it, drop him. Some other guy's going to pick him up. Nothing's going to happen for two weeks. He's going to drop him. Someone's going to pick him up, and he's going to score two more touchdowns, and then he won't do shit for the rest of the year. Yeah, <laughs> he, he definitely seems like the kind of boomer bust kind right. of guy, and, and, and obviously when you see two touchdowns in this much volume, you're going to be like, oh, i got to scoop yeah. this guy up. Kel- Kelsey tweeted about him. Did he? What yeah. did he say? He was just like, yeah, the guy's balling or something along those lines. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Tight end university invite. Getting, if he's getting Kelsey's approval, then maybe we need to give him a look. Well, right? I don't know about that. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, again, he had a great game. Again, the thing with that is they have so many mouths to feed. Higgins was out, so yeah. I think he became kind of the yeah. benefactor of that. Yeah. But if Higgins is healthy, those that three-headed receiving core makes it tough. And uh, Mixon had a solid game, 16 carries, 67 yards, and a touchdown. Um, and then on the receiving side for the Jags, Chenault had six catches, 99 yards. So he had yeah. a pretty solid game. The biggest thing for Bengals has been like the question mark about their offensive line, mm-hmm. which they've uh, held up. They've held up only one sack yep. the mm-hmm. whole game. So, um, you know, looking good there. Yeah, it was just a, it was a very clean, exciting yeah. game, back and forth. Yeah. No, not a lot of slop, no turnovers. Yeah, it, it reminded me of watching like a national championship game. You yeah, know? yeah, you know, very like, much same you know, kind of aura. You know, these, these guys did play each other in the national championship game, also. But um, LSU and Clemson. you know, two number one quarterbacks yeah. finally had a good game under their belt. Maybe there's some good things to come in. Uh, these two teams' future. Yeah, I would say incur- even though the Jags dropped to zero and four, most like even keeled performance we've seen from Lauren. So it's and again Robinson finally getting yeah, the flow th- of th- things. Th- that's the thing. It's like week one they ignored Robinson, right? Yep. Week yeah. two they kind of gave him a little bit more opportunity. Week three they gave him a lot more opportunity. And if you can, if you remember the progression of how close they are in these games, they were actually leading week three by fourteen points against the Cardinals. You know, yep. and they did the same philosophy this game. But I guess you know. Um, it, it's not this game's not on Robinson by any means. It's on the defense. Uh, offense did great. He probably should have had one more touchdown if um, um, Lawrence wasn't gonna run that in and get stopped at the line. Right. Um, so I think they got their philosophy down. It took Urban Meyer like four weeks to figure things out on how to run this offense. But I think you know you might see some good football from the Jaguars here on out. I just think with how successful Robinson has shown him to be and with his production the last two weeks, his 18 carries should be closer to like 25, 26. I feel like you need to feed him a little bit more. And I Mm -hmm. think that's the difference in in extending one more drive, taking five more minutes off the clock. You know, like little things right there. Give him the ball. He's producing. I think once they start taking the lead, you know, Mm -hmm. once they start taking the lead, Mm -hmm. like deep into the game, which, you know, it won't happen very often, but when it does happen, that's when you'll see Robinson with 25 carries, maybe up to 30 carries. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he's been good after the first couple of games, which, again, not to the fault of his own, just wasn't getting used. But mm-hmm. overall, again, Burrow looking good, right? Burrow looking good. Bengals surprising 3-1. and one. Offensive line's holding up to get them these dubs. And, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see kind of how they hold up against in that division with the Steelers starting off rocky and 
the Ravens have in question marks. So number one in the division. Yeah, Jags early season favorites for the number one overall pick. So um, you know maybe they won't draft another running back. They'll draft yeah. a backup quarterback to Lawrence this year for some reason. <laughs> so um, that's great Thursday night game that leads us into the segue of everything that's to come, which is the slate of games this weekend, folks. Uh, first things first, let's kick out off kick it off with my segment here, the buy stock sell stock segment. Uh, I'm going to give you two guys that I'm buying this week, two guys that I'm selling this week. Uh, let's get right to it. First, I am going to buy Odell Beckham Jr. this week. Odell He's back. Be- Odell Beckham Jr. made his season debut last week. Looked pretty good. I think he had like five catches, 77 yards. Didn't have to do too much just with the way the flow, the flow of that game went. Uh, but this week he's at the Vikings. Our Vikings. Love the Vikings. I think they're going to win this week. But, Your Vikings. But Odell Beckham, our Vikings. <laughs> Odell Beckham is... Should have a good game. This should be the good the game that we're expecting. You know, from I guess prime Odell Beckham. Uh, he's playing the Vikings, who ranked 29th right now against opposing receivers in terms of fantasy points given up. And this was a crazy stat to me. I was listening to Pro Football Focus earlier. Brashad Breeland is giving up a passer rating of 157 yeah. when targeted. <laughs> when targeted, and we know how bad Brashad Breeland's been, yeah. right? Patrick Peterson is giving up a passer rating of 158 when being targeted. Albeit yeah. he's getting targeted a lot less. Yeah, the sample size the target, over there is a yes, little low, but. In any case, right. that's a recipe that Odell Beckham Jr. should have a good game mm-hmm. because I expect the Vikings, you know, Zimmer's philosophy to be shut down the run because they're a run-first team, so that should open up play actions. Uh, Odell Beckham should feast against these cornerbacks. Hopefully we get some back-end help from Harrison Smith, but I am fully on board with buying Odell Beckham Jr. this week to have a great game, and I think it should be his best game of the season considering it's the second week. It's a good play. bet. Yeah. I like that matchup. Yeah, matchup favors him big time. Yeah. Again, we'll see how the flow of the game goes. We know the Browns love to run, but uh, if you have Odell Beckham, this is a great week to start him. So I am buying Odell Beckham. My first sell on the board is going to be a guy that has been an early season surprise, has been completely um, outproducing what people have expected him, but I am going to sell Brandon Cooks at Buffalo this week. Brandon Cooks have had has had three weeks of outstanding performances. Again, exceeding expectations based on what I expected and the quarterback carousel that's been there, but we're looking at in the Buffalo team. Again, they're traveling at Buffalo. Buffalo held Terry McLaurin last week to four catches for 62 yards. I was selling on him last week as well, if you remember. And I feel like uh, Brandon Cooks has a shittier quarterback situation than Buffalo did. I trust Heineke over Davis Mills early on. Uh, and I think my fear was how are they going to get uh, Heineke enough throws or, or into the flow of the mm-hmm. def- against that defense uh, to allow for good fantasy production from receivers. And I feel the same way about Davis Mills. I think it's going to be a struggle. I don't think they're going to be able to get the ball downfield against Tredavious White. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for this week, I am going to actually sell Brandon Cooks at Buffalo. Thoughts? I, you know, it, 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 it's on the matchup's not looking good, but as a Brandon Cooks holder, I'm not going to uh, bench him right i'm still gonna start him in hopes that like even if the buffalo bills are up by garbage like, time yeah, garbage time exactly he's the only receiver that they will probably throw it to i mean there's other guys but i i have full faith that brandon cooks will get those garbage time catches so i mean i'm still gonna start him but i i see what you're saying uh, why you tell why you would tell him yeah yeah it's just matchup wise he's in a tough predicament let's see if he can still produce because that's been the name of his game so far through three weeks yeah. so uh prove me wrong brandon cooks but i'm gonna sell brandon cooks this week at buffalo my second buy of the week it's gonna be an interesting one i am buying lamar jackson at denver here's the reason why this is a buy i was reading an article matthew barry has lamar jackson outside of his top 10 in terms of fantasy quarterbacks starting this week Rightfully so, right? Rightfully so. So air quotes. Uh, he they're facing Denver. He's traveling to Denver. Denver early this season has been number one against opposing quarterback fantasy points. But we've talked all season about Denver's 
lack of strength of schedule. Big they news. Faced, they faced Zach Wilson, rookie quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, rookie quarterback, Daniel Jones, you may as well call him a rookie quarterback, right? So that is not a great, you know, arsenal of quarterbacks that they faced to make me fear starting Lamar Jackson when we all we've also talked about how valuable a quarterback who can run, especially from a fantasy perspective, is, right? So Matthew Berry's given wrong signals here, this so called guru about putting Jackson outside of the top ten. I still think Jackson puts up twenty five plus fantasy points this week. I think this is gonna be a week where um, they had actually gotten news that Rashad Bateman and Miles Boykin have been activated off the IR. I don't know for sure if they're going to play this week, but uh, he needs all the help he can get. Right. I mean, Hollywood Brown was two touchdown drops away from Lamar Jackson. Three. Three touchdown drops away from Lamar Jackson having another 35-plus point week last week. So uh, you expect those kind, of that, those kind of things to kind of progress to yeah, the mean. The only thing Denver can really do is contain uh, Lamar Jackson. This is going to be the team that Lamar Jackson hasn't faced so far that has really good defensive ends that can actually contain him. So I think that's the only thought process here because outside of uh, Lamar Jackson's throwing, he can still run. And usually when you put pressure on a quarterback that can run, that equals more yards running, you know? I mean, because a lot yeah. of the defense is coming towards you. Yep. And if you make that one cut to leave that area, it's a wide range of field. So I think, uh, yeah, I don't know why Matthew Berry's kind of, uh, maybe he's getting a little old. <laughs> yeah, he's, I just think I just think they're falling into this whole Denver three and zero good defense. Yeah. Which don't get me wrong, three and zero impressive. They do have a good defense on paper, but they have not beaten anybody that gives me enough faith to right. doubt starting a fantasy quarterback yeah. such as Matt or not, Lamar. Right, it's top Jackson. three fantasy quarterback, right? right? And um, you know the only thing here um, that Denver can ride off of is this confidence that they've developed after just whooping three teams in a row. Mm. You know that'll play a lot into their how they play this game, you know, when you when you're struggling and you're supposed to win, you still have that fear about how the games have gone so far, but when you're coming off just whooping teams left and right, you know, you think you can beat anybody. Yep. So maybe that's the uh, mindset Denver has right now, but I I am not uh, I'm not buying fully into Denver's defense. I know it's good, but you know, like I said, I've been pre preaching this since week 1. Week 4 is when things unravel and I think it's time for Denver to kind of uh, unravel. Yeah. Yeah, for me, I think um, Denver's got one of the highest uh, time of possession uh, this uh, this year. So if the Ravens' defense can stop them and give Lamar Jackson those opportunities mm -hmm. to get those fantasy points, I think that certainly that's going to be the vibe. And that's the if. Uh, you know, Ravens' defense needs to show up for Lamar Jackson to also have And they game. haven't really been showing up right. this season. And that, that's a great point, right, is – the Denver's defense also seems like they've been a benefactor of being on the field a lot less with the time of possession controlling True. the clock, right? True, right? So keeps them fresh, keeps them healthy, keeps them fast. And again, when you have an offense like the Ravens who are run first, if Lamar can start grinding and picking up first downs, keeping that defense on the field longer, I still think he's going to find a way to outrun everybody. Yeah. So I am still going to buy Lamar Jackson this week. My last sell of the week is going to be Damian Harris of the uh, New England Patriots. I am selling him. He's facing the Bucks this week. The Bucks are ninth against opposing running backs. Um, I expect just the reason I'm selling this is this is just kind of the game flow that I expect this to go, right? Uh, we saw a recipe for how the Pats can struggle last week uh, when, you know, Mac Jones wasn't getting enough time. He's getting pressured. I fully expect the Buccaneers to do just that, right? And I, f and I fully expect Tom Brady's return to uh, Foxborough to be kind of a revenge game for him. Like, uh, he's the typical kind of guy who's going to have other things involved in motivating him to play better, and this is the biggest revenge game I can think of, right? Mm -hmm. Moving on beyond a quarterback, thinking he's past his prime, you're old, we'll get rid of you, mm -hmm. goes to another team, wins the Super Bowl, first return to Foxborough. So based on the way this game is going to go, I expect Tom Brady and the Patriots to, or, and the Bucks to literally be 
at the Patriots' throats, trying to score all the time, you know, never let yeah. their foot up the gas. And I think situationally, Damian Harris is the Pats running, running, running back, right? right? His first and second down. Now, James White got hurt, but what I'm expecting is Brandon Bolton to get the third down catches, and even they bring in their uh, second-year running back, J.J. Taylor, I believe, in some of those change of pace backs. So I just think because there's not going to be a lot of opportunities to run, this could be a situation where Mac Jones has to throw the ball 45 yeah, times. Yeah, so this is actually what's going to happen. Um, so I'm pretty sure Bill Belichick knows what's going on, and um, the Buccaneers have allowed 300 or more yards and two passing touchdowns to each starting quarterback so far. So they, they clearly aren't this insane defense against the pass. You know, they're – their job is to stop stuff to run with these big dudes yep. these Samoan dudes in the middle of the field yep. and um, I think they'll do that very well so it's a very it's I think it's a good call that um, Harris won't do that well this this week but that doesn't mean Mac Jones won't do well right. I think mm -hmm. Mac Jones is gonna do pretty well I think Mac Jones yeah he's he's gonna have to keep up will he will he maybe throw a couple of interceptions or something sure possibly but I expect him to have 300 plus yards in a couple of he kind of has to yeah he has to otherwise yeah this could be a romp yeah just a romp fest. So for, for that for that reason alone, I'm going to sell Damian Harris this week. Um, again, it just depends on kind of what your running back depth is, but um, he's not an ideal start for me this week. That's my buy stock, sell stock for the week. Let's kick it over to you, Shisho. Tell us kind of what's going on in the injury world. Um, yeah, so I've been updating a lot on Twitter. So, you know, we're not going to go through all the injuries right now. We're just going to go to the most recent or more, uh, the most pertinent ones, I guess. Um, so, yeah, just check out Twitter uh, whenever you get a chance. We're going to be updating that literally every day the whole time so um if you have any questions check that out but i'm going to give you some that you might want to wonder about right now um dj chark i know that's like a lot of people's third or fourth wide receiver but he actually broke his ankle uh he's not going to be playing for the rest of the season uh michael pierce vikings nose tackle uh and one of the best at his job he's not he didn't practice today um that's actually terrifying news because they're facing chubb you know they're, fa they're facing this dual-headed running back attack and if he's out it's just it's game over honestly so um Got to keep an eye on that news. Um, Julio and A.J. Brown both out on Sunday. Uh, that means Ryan Tannehill has to spread the ball like he did last week. But is that good enough this week? We're going to find that out. Um, yeah. And then Nick Foles uh, is not going to be doing anything um, as far as the gameplay is considered. Um, so it's either going to be Andy Dalton or Justin uh, Fields. Justin Fields has a thumb injury, but he practiced fully. Nothing to worry about there. Andy Dalton's calf issue I don't think that's going to be an issue either. So I think this is going to come down to Matt Nagy making a decision, and he, I think he'll choose Justin Fields. I think you go Fields. Yeah. Um, Give him the best situation against the Lions. Like, yeah. You know. Yeah, if you can't beat the Lions, then right. it's time to go back to the bench and learn. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's about it as far as uh, main injuries. There's also the Steelers news. Um, these receivers can't catch a break. Now Juju and Deontay are fully back in practice. They were running around like crazy animals today. Uh, but Claypool didn't practice. Um, he was limited yesterday. So, um, you know, if you're uh, – you know, if you get if you own Claypool, um, you're likely not starting him in a 12-man league. But you know, you were probably hoping for a big day so you can at least make him a trade bait. Or if you for, uh, had an injury on your team, you could start him next week. But that's gonna have to wait one more week. Um, yeah, that's basically all the big news as far as um, what happened today and yesterday goes. Uh, anything else that comes in from today till Sunday, we will update you via Twitter. Twitter at only playbook on Twitter, not the only playbook. That's the only place that we're only playbook. So yep. at only playbook. Yes. Injury updates probably should be coming flooding in tomorrow. Mm -hmm. We'll update you guys as quickly and as fast as we can with everything that we get, but appreciate the injuries to show. Let's jump right into, we're going to preview every single game on the board. Uh, Let's talk do it. about 
you know, everything that we kind of want to highlight. We'll talk about the betting, the over-unders, the mm-hmm. spread, all that good stuff. First game on the board, we have the Titans visiting the New York Jets. The Jets still searching for their first victory. They're 0-3. Titans come in 2-1, and winners of two straight. You just talked about how their starting two receivers are going to be out. How can the Jets come away with a victory here? Well, so the Jets are ninth in the NFL as far as defense goes. Um, so I think that their their rookie cornerback should be able to hold off <laughs> <laughs> their, the, the guys that are not named Julio Jones and A.J. Brown who aren't, are, aren't playing this week. So, um, you know, if, if I'm a better uh, betting guy, I am considering taking the Jets. Um, this may be the one game that they get. Um, the th- what they need to do is they need to stop that guy in the backfield who can't be stopped. <laughs> stop what can't be stopped. Stop what can't be stopped. But that's what they need to do. And if they do, then <laughs> you know you're, you're going to be looking really good. Titans are favored by six, and the over under is forty four and a half. So are you taking the Jets outright money line dogs, or you like them plus six to cover the spread? I like the money line odds. Okay. Yeah. Just I don't know what the what the I don't know what is. the money line odds are, but yeah. six point dogs, you're probably getting pretty juicy. You're gonna get a good deal. Yeah. So you know, if you just want to dabble in it, you know, yeah. uh, along with some other bets. Yeah. Um, you, this may be something that you want to look um, into. Yeah. Yeah. So the Jets are the only team in the NFL this season to allow five or more rushing touchdowns, and have zero defensive touchdowns. Um, so Derrick Henry might have a better game than he t- did that monster game. The other the other week that makes me super excited um you know the only thing here is zach wilson has been sacked 15 times this season which is the most in the nfl and that's the fourth most for a rookie quarterback through week three wow. um so i expect tennessee's defense which isn't that good at all if they're actually no. not good at all yeah, but i'm actually good. starting them in all my fantasy leagues this week um another little fantasy strategy you got to look out for your defenses well ahead of time so you can set a, set yourself up like this tennessee plays new york jets this week they play jacksonville next week um, so, you know, this was a pretty easy start for me. Yeah, straight Jets fade at this yeah. point, right? Yeah, Until I, they prove otherwise, you're, we're fading the Jets. What, what have you seen from the Jets to prove anything otherwise? You, you've seen drops, yeah. right? Like the receivers, the most drops, uh, the second most drops in the NFL. Yeah. Um, so you, think, you think they went to like a wide receiver training camp over the... Clearly not. They were probably <laughs> hanging out with DK Metcalf too much in the offseason. <laughs> he's actually not doing too bad no, so he's far. Not. He's not. Neither is Deontay Johnson. Yeah. Wow. Let's, he let's can't stay it. on the field. I'm right, happy so. for your guys. He's not even on the field, so of course he can't drop passes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that, no, that's that's kind of that's kind of what I'm that's kind of what I'm looking at as well. I, this could be a Derrick Henry forty carry game because Tannehill. I mean, quite frankly, yeah, he's gonna have to spread the ball. But last week he had the benefit of at least having Julio as a decoy to spread it to the yeah, other guys. Yeah. Now you're like literally Where's expecting McNichols. And yeah, like these so uh, big bra- Josh Reynolds, big brain move, big yeah. brain fantasy move. Yeah. I actually picked up McNichols. <laughs> There in, we go. In two of my leagues, because this load that Derrick Henry's going to have to handle, yeah. he's not inhuman. He's still a man, right? Yeah, yeah. As far as I know, he's still a man. He's close. Like, he could po- he could possibly get hurt. So, like, these are the games where you're getting heavy carries, heavy load. Everybody knows Derrick Henry's yeah, going to be running this that's ball. That's literally the game plan. The defense So, I just went ahead and picked up his backup just in case. I like that. I like that. Big brain you're six, you're six, six steps ahead. We're all playing checkers. He's playing chess. Yeah, sometimes. Um, so no, that that should be a good one. I f- I expect the Titans to come out victorious here. I don't, I don't see again. The Jets have not given me enough belief mm-hmm. here that they can stick around. But they are the benefit of being at home. 
they're playing against a Titans team that has two of their receivers out, and the Titans defense so far has been horrendous. Mm-hmm. So if there's a game, if there's a trap game, if there's a decent game to lay the money line down on the dogs, mm-hmm. it's a dog at home searching for their first victory mm-hmm. against a beaten up other team. So yeah. um, I don't mind a bet there against the Jets. Yeah. I still think the Titans. Yeah. These opinions are mine and mine only. Yeah. So yeah, this, these, <laughs> these are not recommend. These are not recommendations. <laughs> Nobody's telling you to bet the Jets. That's just what Showbiz probably going to do. Um, let's get right to the next game on the board. The Chiefs. The one and two Chiefs are. Traveling to Philly, they're taking on the one and two Eagles. Chiefs have dropped two straight games. Uh, they are seven point favorites here at Philly. Over under sitting at fifty four. Um, two teams, you know, searching for answers. I mean, you, you don't want to. You don't really say that about the Chiefs early on because it's three games. You're not overreacting, but um, you don't really expect the Chiefs to have two game losses in a row. You know, I think we all said we don't expect the Chiefs to lose two in a row, so we were all taking the Chiefs and they lost. And so um i think they i think somebody listened to our first podcast where we told them to play cover three and take away tyree kill <laughs> yeah that's literally been, been the recipe right there tyree kill has yeah been kind of a a no-show i mean yeah. they just they've they found a way to try to get defenses or to, to get mahomes to beat them without tyree kill and just limiting kelsey right mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like kelsey's getting stopped he's still getting his production he's, but he's actually number three wide receiver in yeah, fantasy exactly. right now not even tight ends yeah. tight ends is just it's a given yeah so clearly they're just containing Kelsey to where he's not having like a 40 point game. Mm-hmm. And then they're trying to take away Hill and letting other guys beat you. Yeah. Um, but what's, what's the recipe here? You know, I think it's like the matchup of the two quarterbacks really like Mahomes versus Hertz. And I, I'm going to go and say Mahomes, uh, takes this one. I mean, the, the, the chiefs take it. Um, I, I just, like you said, I just can't see them winning three games in a row losing or losing three yeah. games in a row yeah like that'd, that'd be that'd be monumental yeah, yeah. well and we can keep saying this and when they were in like week 16 the chiefs are one and 14 and we're like i just can't see them losing 16 <laughs> games yeah. in a row well, i mean they looked terrible against the cowboys but the cowboys defense is a lot better charger uh, the, oh you mean the eagles, the eagles? eagles? Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah um then then the chiefs uh, yeah so I still, I'm going to say uh, Chiefs on this one this should be a shootout right yeah. chief yeah. defense is awful the eagles defense is kind of whatever um and and the eagles offense tends to put their defense in shitty situations and so with against that mahomes team i just think hurts should expect a huge fantasy day yeah i think this is going to be hurts biggest fantasy day of the season yeah so the here's the the it's a weird stat because these are both like offensive um quarterback firepowered throwing attacks but um the eagles have averaged 129 rushing yards per game this season Mm -hmm. and the chiefs have allowed 160 rushing yards per game this season oh so I think Hertz might break over yeah, 100. Let's, let, let's, I'm gonna put that in. I'm going to check Jalen Hurts' rushing prop this week. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. Put, put, put money into that one. There's people thinking about starting Gainwell this week, and I, I don't. I've even thought about it. You've thought about that. Yeah, well, my running I mean, backs he's, are very. He's thin. pretty scarce. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's Sanders looks like he gets bulk of the carries. Yeah, Gainwell the, came in at the end of the game, and yeah. this Sanders is more was, so the product of the fact that they're oh, playing the Chiefs for sure. Yeah, for sure. And so it's like anybody that touches it has a chance to go against yeah. the Chiefs, and yeah. so you're just banking on something crazy like that. But, um, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. Until the Eagles have actually put together an offensive product that doesn't look as shitty as it did last week and mm-hmm. the only team they haven't looked bad against is the falcons um there's so much to figure out you mentioned last week the eagles very badly need like a veteran receiver yeah, or somebody do. reliable that you can just go they to do. on third down on slant like possession receiver right they got all these young guys that they're expecting so much out of and 
coming into like you know situational plays where you're like, I'm going to drop a play for you to get a five yard yeah. slant. Well, it's tough. They're not getting those yeah, because they're I mean, both so small. That's what I'm saying. Okay, so their two best receivers are tiny as fuck. Yep. And then they're they have two tight ends who are huge. Yep. But there's no middle guy yep. that has a little bit of height and a little bit of speed. Yep. So they're just relying on this like quickness, quick outs and quick drag routes with these wide receivers and sometimes deep, and then doing these quick out routes with these tight ends. I'm like. You're limiting yourself to so much by not having a bigger wide receiver. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, I, you know, I, I have full faith in both of these games. What's the what's the um, spread spread on this game? Chiefs are favored by seven. Okay, yeah. I mean, I don't see the Chiefs side of the ball lacking in any category. I think Clyde Edwards Hilary also has a pretty decent game this week. Yep. I think every Chiefs going to do well. It's just a matter of Philadelphia. Can they finally get shit together? Yeah. If they can get shit together and keep up, this could be like a run and gun shootout, really fun yeah. game. Yeah. We could see we could see Hertz possibly have some bombs to Rieger or Smith, Smith yeah. um, finally. But um, if not, if we see that same bullshit disarray like we saw against the Cowboys, then, I mean, the Chiefs could literally just yeah, romp them. Both, both these defenses are pretty lackluster, yeah. so I think yeah. we're going to be pretty good. I, I wouldn't take the Chiefs minus seven on this. I would maybe side towards the Eagles. I mean, I'm 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 definitely not going to bet on this game yeah. for sure. I, I don't want to do anything with the Chiefs as far as betting goes, yeah. but I would be more in favor to pick the Eagles plus 7 than than the Chiefs minus. Yeah, seven. Uh, 7 you're giving 7 or getting 7 points at home, pretty interesting, right? That's that's a lot of points. The Chiefs are notorious for not covering right. recently, yeah. so there's that. Over under 54. I mean, I personally will take the over on that yeah. just because I'm expecting the Eagles to be able to score against this Chiefs team. There's, I just, it's so hard to not score against the Chiefs because the Chiefs' defense is so bad right now, and the Chiefs' offense should be able to score. So I'm going to take the over. I'm taking the over too. It, even if the over was 56, yeah, I might still take it. Yeah, I like that. I think we could see like a 60 point combined mm-hmm. something in there, but should be a really good fun game as long as the Eagles come to play. I want to see kind of a run and gun back and forth type situation. So uh that should be a good fun matchup. Next game on the board, also another great matchup. The three and O Panthers early season surprise. They are going to be traveling, uh traveling here two miles south or whatever direction two miles <laughs> at to the Dallas Cowboys, Jerry World, they're two and one, uh coming off a really, really impressive victory against the Chargers uh and then destroying the Eagles. So the uh the Cowboys are riding high. Uh, they're at home again. They're playing against a Panthers team that is, again, without CMC for another week. Um, and they're surprised 3-0. and So um, to me personally, I feel like the Cowboys in, are in a very ideal situation where the Panthers are due for a letdown because they're 3-0. and And the Cowboys are riding a high. They're at home. And right now, the Cowboys are a team that I personally fear. Their defense has played way better than what I expected them to play, and that's been kind of the one area that's been lacking. We know about their offense. We know what their offense can do. And if their offense you know, stays healthy, this is a damn scary team. And um, I, I personally think the Cowboys are going to beat the Panthers. I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah, I'm all in on the Cowboys beating the Panthers. Um, this is the only team that has a legit throwing attack and a legit running attack. Uh, Zeke and Pollard each have over 180 rushing yards this season. They're the only team in the NFL to have two rece- uh, running backs that have done that. Yep. So, And then the Panthers have allowed 14 or fewer points in each of their last three games. Mm-hmm. So something's got to give here. You yeah. know, this mm-hmm. huge firepowered offense of the Cowboys versus this stifling defense of the Panthers. Uh, we're going to see which one's actually legit this week. Yeah, and we D- talked about, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but we talked about the Panthers cornerback, J.C. Horn. He's, yeah. I think he's out for season now. or He's he's out an extended amount of time he's, to where he's, he's out not for playing a long this time. week. He's on the IR. So who's who's going to be covering those yeah. that, receivers? That's huge. That This is this is a statement game for, for both teams, mm-hmm. right? How good is the Panthers' defense, yeah. and how good is that Cowboys' offense? We've seen them play just, you know, throw great games against the Eagles, the Buccaneers, but there is there is one thing that's going to be a factor in this game, and that's that 
the Cowboys played on Monday night. Mm-hmm. So they've had like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, what five five games? Yeah, so, yeah, uh, five they days, get six days versus two, six days versus um, Panthers that played Thursday, Thursday night. Yep. So they have had a longer time to prep for this Cowboys offense. Yep. So I'm actually going to side on the Panthers mm-hmm. side. I'm, I'm going to say that the Panthers um, come out at victorious, or at least they cover the spread. Yeah, I think four and a half is a big number. Yeah. I think I think yeah. there's a chance the Panthers with that good defense yeah. could keep that to a field goal mm-hmm. game. Yeah. Um, so, so I too. can see the Panthers could cover the plus four and a half. Over under sitting at 51 and a half. I actually personally like the under there. Yeah. I think that's really, really high. I think I could see a well kind of a hard fought game. Cowboys end up maybe, you know, winning by a field goal, mm-hmm. but I, I don't see a very high scoring affair just simply from the fact that both the defenses have been rather surprising. The, there's only one thing that kind of points me towards maybe it'll be a high scoring game, and that's the Panthers haven't allowed more than twenty five rushing yards to any individual player so far. So I mean if the Cowboys are gonna win this game, it's gonna be throwing. Mm-hmm. As, at least with the small sample size of three weeks. Mm-hmm. Um so you know that's crazy. Not allowing more than twenty-five yeah. rush yards you to have a single to figure player. That's going to end this week. There's no yeah. way, right? Right. With those, with yeah. both those guys. Yeah. They both should be able to get twenty-five yeah. yards rushing. Um, yeah. And again, if if that was the benefactor of you know bad teams or whatever you want to call it, and the Cowboys can break through in the running game, and I think that just makes them much more vulnerable yeah. in the passing game without their corner. And again, it could kind of be a landslide there. So who knows? Who knows? There's many which ways I see this game unfolding in my yeah. head. Um, but I personally think the Cowboys are going to win. Yeah, and I usually don't like picking the Cowboys to win. I hate doing that, but I think it's a win-win then. Huh? It's a win-win. It's a win-win. I hate picking them to win, but I think they're going to win. Yeah, I think that. uh, Actually, I don't know, but if the Panthers are able to beat the Cowboys, they're probably the best defense in the NFL. I mean, the Panthers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, If the Panthers come out victorious here, they're the real deal. Like I, I will stop doubting them. Um, you know. Because I still am, even though they're three zero. There's a lot of doubts. Yeah, I mean, it's only week four. You got you can doubt anything you want, and it's valid. And I don't think the Panthers have had that tough of a matchup. I mean, they beat the Saints. They beat the Saints. They beat the Saints, right? That was that was a big win. And then the Texans. Who was the team in between? Um, Who did the Panthers play? I'm sure it wasn't too intriguing. Texans, Jets, Jets. There you go. Okay, so there you go. So their biggest victory so far has been the Saints. With, with James, James Winston, Winston is still yeah. not that impressive. Yeah, right? w- w- exactly. What I'm looking out for this week is which which defense is more of a fake news? Is it the Denver defense or the Carolina defense? Yeah, I like that. I like that. I like okay. that. I, yeah, so should be another great matchup on the board. Let's jump right into the New York Giants, 0-3, searching for their first victory. They're going to travel to the Saints we just talked about. Saints coming in 2-1. and one. Saints are favored by 7 here, over-under sitting at 42. Um Talk to me. What, what's he? What's Dude, this? who is Daniel Jones going to throw the ball to? I think Evan Ingram is a pretty okay play here this week, and this might be the only time I say this ever for the rest of my life because I just was tortured by him all last year. Um, but who? They don't have receivers. Galladay's out. Or Ga- Galladay's in. Galladay's, Galladay's in, in. But this is not the Galladay that people drafted. Yeah. He's still got an injury, and he's just playing it's through lingering. it. And he's not getting. I mean, he was. They said they were going to limit him last game, which they did. So you know, I don't think he's fully recovered either. So I don't know who they're going to throw the ball to. Yeah, Evan Ingram, if he's getting volume, hopefully, because Evan Ingram also is notorious for dropping passes. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. This was just, I just said that out of emotions. <laughs> I would not go out there and pick up Evan Ingram unless you really have to. But yeah. I'm just saying, don't be surprised because there's nobody else, there's to, nobody throw else to throw to. Yeah, I mean, there's Saquon, who mm-hmm. might get uh, some good PPR points yeah. there. Um, but I think it, maybe Danny Dimes has a great day with the legs. I don't know, maybe he runs the ball more. Um, because he doesn't have as many options yeah. to throw it's it to. It's been working for him. It yeah. is the New Orleans defense, though, so we got to keep this that. Is true. We got to remember yeah. that too. This might just explode by the end of the 
second quarter. We don't know, you know. We'll have to see what Danny Dimes has in store for this. He's got to protect the football. The Saints defense is, you know, stingy. If he can protect the football, well, they're going to be at, on the road. If, and so they're inside the dome. Yeah. Go so ahead. if he's inside the dome, it's a terrible situation to be in, right? Yep. And Danny Jones, or Daniel Jones, you said, has to protect the ball. Mm-hmm. Daniel Jones has 40 giveaways since 2019, which yeah. is the second most in the NFL. The Saints have seven takeaways this season, which is tied for second in the NFL. Yep. Oh, wow. So Daniel so Jones is <laughs> <laughs> on paper. On paper, Daniel Jones should have like three or four turnovers. Yeah. And yeah. there's no receivers with like reliable trust factors nope. in, instilled in Who's them. Who's his go-to? It's, like you said, it could just be a, it could be a Najee Harris last week turning into Saquon, <laughs> Saquon. Barkley this week yeah. situation. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't believe in Jameis Winston like that either. So yeah. I don't see yeah, the Saints I, offense could, being uh, That's why they have the over under at forty two. I think they're expecting like really <laughs> shitty, like poor offensive performance, yeah. uh sloppy game. But yeah, I don't I don't I don't really have faith in the Saints on the offensive side. It's more so their defense right. is good. Yeah. So yeah, I mean I fully expect it to unfold that way. Uh let's talk about this next matchup. This is going to be a great game for us. The Browns are traveling to the dome. They're facing the Minnesota Vikings. Browns come in two and one. Vikings come in one and two, winners of their first game of the season. Browns on the road in this dome are favored by two points, and the over-under sits at 51 and a half. Damn. It's going to be a game. Hey, my friend Chase, he's a huge Browns fan. Yeah. Um, I posted some stuff about the Vikings on my Instagram, on the on my Instagram story, and he commented back saying, good luck. <laughs> so I think he's, he's, uh, he's expecting like a rampage, but what does he know? What do you know, Chase? You don't know shit. Here, here's do you chase here's here's the recipe here chase the recipe for the vikings to come out victorious is all going to depend on the same thing that it, i mean not the same thing but close to i think you know we talk about the defense so much in their holes and everything so that's kind of already a known issue but week two i was very terrified about how that offensive line was going to fare against jj watt and mm-hmm. chandler jones right and Who? they came out yeah, exactly. Who? They were not even known. That we didn't even see them on the field. They might have not played, for all we know. But um, they came out and stuffed those guys. Like Kirk had all the time in the world. Mm-hmm. And now we're going against two guys who had a combined six and a half sacks last week. Miles Garrett, early season defensive Dude. player of the year candidate. Oh yeah. And then you have Jadavion Clowney on the other end. Oh god, I hate clowns. Yeah, that's a tough. T- like that's if you have to face those guys and seeing what they did last game you're like you're you would be worried but they're also playing the bears they're not playing the minnesota vikings so i yeah. think that it, it, this is going to be a different <laughs> game you, you there, there's a great point to that because on paper yes but also you talk about the execution they're going against a rookie quarterback last week they knew that it was his first game right they know that he's getting thrown in a week early yeah, so he's going to crumble under everything. pressure so they have to bring the pressure and all they did was brought the pressure that's mm-hmm. why he was sacked nine freaking times right they know that Kirk's not the same no. way. Kirk is poised. Kirk is accurate. Kirk is, is an early season MVP favorite. So if they're bringing that kind of pressure, our offensive scheme is perfect for dude. those blitzes on the dump off, blitzes on those screens. And I and mean, even if they bring the pressure and he gets like three seconds, you know, maybe a little bit less um, on passes more than 10 yards down the field, if you can just chuck it up there, you know, he, he makes he's accurate enough to make even those little uh, 10 yard passes under pressure be accurate so on those passes 10 yards down the field his rating is 152.4 which is wow. first among all quarterbacks so yes if they bring the pressure all we have to do is just hold on to the edges and maybe put madison or cook whoever's uh back there mm-hmm. to block a little bit more than they normally do mm-hmm. and it will be fantastic yeah i i i'm i'm not gonna jump into the homer kind of trained too early because we had a great victory last week but i'm if i'm a betting man i'm taking the vikings at home i just think 
people are underestimating how much of a factor that home field inside that dome is. Dude, it's insane. And it might be the best in the league. Like, and I'm not just it's saying insane. that as a homer. It's insane, right? And so if we're expecting Baker Mayfield to I, – I, if I'm if I'm in Zimmer's shoes here, mm. the, the game plan has to be let try to get Baker to beat you, right? Yeah. Because their running game, their offensive line is insane. So we know that they can already do that. So I feel like we have to prep to at least contain that. We can't yes. stop it. You can't no. stop that. We can contain it and see what Baker can do. And if that's the recipe, that gives us the best chance to win. And our offense, I'm not even slightly worried about. If Kirk gets two seconds to throw, we're good. And, you know, if for some reason Kirk is – hindered on the pass dalvin cook through two games right most people most running backs have now played three games mm-hmm. dalvin cook has played two games he still leads the league in 14 missed tackles forced nine rushes of 10 or more yards and he leads the league in 13 rushes for first downs after not playing a game yep. so like pick your poison cleveland yeah you know as long as we don't turn the ball over yes which is what we've been doing this is about as easy as it gets i mean it's not easy but like on paper looking at the schematics I don't see how we lose this game unless we just turn the ball over. Yeah, I'm looking at this as a three and zero team playing a two and one team. I'm not seeing the Vikings as the, a two and one team. Like one and got, one, one and two. And two. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, I'm, this is uh, the. I don't know what, what's the spread and, and the Browns line. minus two. Yeah, so I, I think that's ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, that I, mean, you, on the road <laughs> field yeah. goals. Yeah. Oh God. I I think I mean even taking Minnesota straight up, I'm yeah. like that might maybe a, a good bet here. Um, yeah, I I don't I, I just. I don't see the Bears, I mean, the Browns beating the Vikings this week, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. The, the Browns' defense really has to step up. We're top three in um, total net yards. Uh, we've scored over 24 points in each game this season. So offensively, it's probably one of the best we've seen this decade. And um, if Cleveland has an answer for that, great. But I don't think they do. Fantasy-wise, I'm looking and monitor- monitoring Cook right yeah do i need to start madison mm-hmm. or do i need to start Cook? you and start it, madison until otherwise yeah because the game's at 12 yeah so you need they to won't if if cook's not 100 percent, i don't think they'll risk no, it so your shouldn't. lineup should have madison in it right now yeah. until you're monitoring it like you said at noon because yeah madison proved he's clearly good enough to handle the load yeah and that gives us so much more time and 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 the leeway to be like cook just get healthy right so no that that should be good man holy cow i'm i'm very excited pumped, about that pumped one. Yeah, that's, that's going to be fucking awesome. But the Lions, the other team in our division, they are 0-3. They're traveling to the other team in our division, the Chicago Bears, who are 1-2, and had one of the worst offensive performances we've probably ever seen in our lifetime. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bears, after having that at home against the Lions, are favored by 3, minus 3, and the over-under is 41. Fields or Dalton? That's the question. Matt Nagy has to come up with that decision. Um, on the other side of the ball, Lions. Lions have been, like we talked about, very close in a lot of games, but just can't execute in the clutch, in the down to the wire. Yeah. I mean, I guess they did everything they could. They can't stop yeah. somebody from 66 making a 66 yard. yarder. <laughs> but how did the Browns come away victorious? We know division games turn out a little bit differently. I see a very opportunistic game for both sides, right? I see an opportunistic game for Fields, if he starts, to have a game where he can actually like get his feet under him and and, and re- read progressions. Lions defense is nothing to write home about. And then on the other side, I see a Lions team coming in here being like, we're 0-3, we're searching for our victory. The Bears literally put up a historically <laughs> horrible offensive performance. Let's mm-hmm. come in here and show them what's up. So both teams, I think, are destined to try to get a victory here. Who, who's going to come out? Um, so I think the Bears are going to win this game. I love the Lions offense. I, I you know I love the way they play with little to no wide receivers. Um it's like what's gonna give, right? So Detroit has a good offense. They have a. I told you guys last week. This is the worst defense we've ever seen in Detroit. Mm-hmm. This is it, numerically, this is the worst defense ever. So if Fields is gonna 
get his feet wet yeah. somehow, it's this game. Right. And I think he's had enough under pressure this week. You know, the preparation has probably intensified. Mm-hmm. Everything has pointed towards Fields having a better day than he did last week, right? How can you have a wor- worse day than that? No, you can't. So, and then Chicago's defense, I've also mentioned this a couple times on the podcast, is not like a bottom tier defense. Right. This defense can hang on with a lot of teams. They still have Cleo Mack. They do. They do. And they still have a couple of other players that, you know, go under the radar. But it just historically, Bears typically have good defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Lions and Bears, two divisional matchups. I don't really know, know what to make of it. Uh, I'm looking at this from the fantasy standpoint, and I'm seeing that um, the Lions can give up 10 plus fantasy points to the tight end uh, mm-hmm. in the last in each of their last games. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe Cole Komet it could be a viable target for either Justin Fields or yeah. Andy Dalton. We still have no idea who Fields likes to throw the ball to because right. he right. hasn't done much of it. And like we talk about, rookie receiver or rookie quarterbacks love their tight ends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then Swift. Here's a here's a fun stat. Swift has uh, 19 catches for 166 yards and a touchdown uh, <laughs> this year. Uh, as a running back. As mm-hmm. a running back. That's uh, 41.6 uh, PPR points, an average of 13.9. So get this, right? If he did, if he hadn't um, had a single carry, mm-hmm. he would be the running back 13 Damn. this season. That's insane. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. So Boom. Damn. I, I love how both of your guys' thoughts came together there because you said you love the Lions offense. <laughs> and you just yeah. gave us like such amazing stats wow. to kind of back that up. That's yeah. insane. Swift is amazing. Who has Swift in our league? I need to trade for that guy. Uh, uh, Preble. 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 Yeah. Preble and the, Preble. the only Lions fan. <laughs> <laughs> <Makes sense>. <laughs> <laughs> He's got Hawkinson and Swift, right? Yeah, he does. He does. Um, but no, again, both teams should come into this game expecting to win, right? Because this is one of the biggest opportunities yeah. they're going to get. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so f- for that reason alone, pair with the fact that it's a divisional game, I think this could be a surprisingly like insanely awesome yeah. game to watch. I'm excited to watch this game. Yeah. Just not, I mean, not only because it's in my division, but it's just teams with a lot of question marks, and yep. I want some answers. Yeah, exactly. We're looking for answers. Yeah. Are, are they who we thought they were, or are they not? Which ones? The Bears. The Bears, the Bears <laughs> they are who I think they are. They are. An average team with a below-average <laughs> offense and an okay defense. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Should be a good one. This next game is not expected to be a good one. This is expected to be the biggest lopsided matchup in terms of spreads I've seen. The Texans, who are 1-2, and two, are traveling to Buffalo <laughs> to take on the 2-1 and one oh, Buffalo Bills. Man. The spread here is the Texans are favored by 17 yeah. points. Over under 47. You mean Buffalo's favorite. Sorry, Bills. Buffalo. Yeah. Buffalo is favored <laughs> by 17 points at home. My God. I, w- I hope the hospitals have enough beds in the ER. Because yeah. Buffalo's about to send a lot of Texans into that hospital, Ooh, dude. You man, thinking they're covering seventeen? I don't know if they're covering, but it's gonna be a. It's gonna be. I'm not gonna want to watch this game if I have. Uh, if I don't have Buffalo's uh, fantasy players, yeah. there's no point to watch this game for me. I, I love that Vegas thinks it's gonna be a seven. Like that. That spread seventeen point yeah. because that just means Brandon Cooks, man. <laughs> Get some garbage points. I I, yeah. I love that. Um, but this offense is rolling, you know, and and. I don't know if they need motivation, but maybe they look back at like the divisional match, uh, the playoffs whenever the Texans beat the Bills uh, yeah. like two years ago, and and maybe they use that yeah. to like completely different team, but completely yeah. different team, still the same team yeah. name, right? Yeah, on the jersey. So no, that that could be like you said. It doesn't seem like they need much motivation. They yeah. could probably play like their C minus game and still win this game. Right. There's a there's a nice little bright spot though. Give so, it to us. So Davis the Mills, ray of sunshine. So Davis Mills has the highest passer rating among all rookie quarterbacks right now. <laughs> yeah, he's only played one week though, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, so um, 
you know, it's just funny because he was the eighth quarterback selected. Because yeah, he had a touchdown and no interception. I yeah. think he was fairly accurate, too. And he's playing in a quarterback class that has, like, some of the biggest names we've heard in, like, yeah. recent history. That's, so that's, Well, they, they did say David Mills could have possibly been a first-rounder, uh, but okay. he decided to stay in college one more year. Ah, and then that actually hurt him. Yes. Stay in school, kids. No, don't stay actually, in school. Actually, this, this one's the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. No yeah, comment. so, uh, and then another thing we need to look out for this game is where the fuck is Stephon Diggs, God, right? man. You know, He's getting vultured he's from getting, a wide receiver yeah, standpoint. Fucking Cole Beasley, vultured. go get. God, anyways, yeah. yeah, yeah. Cole Beasley's out there, and uh, Emmanuel Sanders, yeah. out there, coming out of nowhere. He comes to every team and just he produces. Does. Man. He does. That's what he does. Um, yeah, and then Josh Allen's legs. Can't forget those. So Stephon Diggs might not get the same amount of receptions he had last uh, year, but it's still Stephon Diggs. Yeah, he's still getting targets. Not as not quite from a volume perspective. Because Cole Beasley, like I said, he's loving his underneath routes. And yeah, because it's a you know they're blowing out everybody, so they don't need to potentially get an interception by throwing deep yeah. so they're just taking their safety yeah. nets down below but i'm sure they're not going to have a cakewalk for the rest of the season yeah th this game almost seems like another game where Diggs might underperform just because there's there's they could beat the texans every which way right yeah. so yeah. having to go to the number one receiver doesn't seem to be like the biggest no priority. it's not a necessity yeah no, exactly not. so i don't know people are probably chomping at the bit because Diggs has a favorable matchup but you yeah. could still be let down i don't yeah. know you're still starting him 100 right of I'm course saying, but of course yeah that, that's my expectation because i have my other league and i'm like i'm just expecting to get a lot of points but because they're so bad of a team that mm -hmm. allen will probably run one in moss will get two singletary breaks one free and then the defense gets a touchdown you're yeah. just like fuck Diggs. Yeah. that's like a 40 point game already. exactly that's literally what happens every game yes yeah. so that's what i'm expecting but minus 17 i'm not laying down any money for that big of a spread f that uh moving on the colts 0-3 searching for answers they're traveling to miami to take on the miami dolphins who are one and two um question mark at the quarterback helm i think we still do we know if Brissett's starting right i'm pretty sure yeah there's yeah. been no uh, updates outside of for starting. okay yeah. so Brissett's going to be starting there Colts searching for their first win still with no ankle Wentz there at the helm. Uh, mm -hmm. Looked every bit like he had no ankles last week. Like he couldn't actually. The one thing Wentz is good at, which is evading pressure, he couldn't even do last week. So <sighs> why are you playing him? How bad are your backups, Chovit? Pretty bad. Yeah. Pretty I mean, bad. Eason? Not, yeah. Yeah. Not, not good at all. <laughs> God, they look so good in preseason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Because preseason matters so damn much. No, but how much um, money would you have someone like with, it, with the amount of times people have said that to you? Dude, what do you think for a dollar for every time that someone? Says I could that? probably leave one fantasy league just because <laughs> I'd make the money up. Anyways. <laughs> but he had a good preseason. Anyways, what are you? Gonna um, say? Yeah, so uh, Miami. You know, there's nothing to take home there as far as fantasy points go. But Jalen Waddle has 22 receptions this season. Hmm. Only Anquan Bolden had more receptions in the first three weeks of a rookie season. Damn. Since 1950. Damn. So he's low-key having one of the best rookie wide receiver seasons. Nice. You know what his stat line last week was reminding me of? What? Just like typical Jarvis Landry stat line. <laughs> like 65 Eight. catches for 80 yards. Yeah. You know, like just yeah. – he had 12 catches, 56 yards. I'm like, dude, come on. You're getting like three-yard catches every play? Yeah. But PPR, you're relevant, so, you know. The give and take of fantasy. But, yeah, you're right. That that makes him a kind of a viable fantasy PPR yeah, for option, sure. right? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I know the Dolphins like to throw underneath, so I don't know how much um, pre like Will Fuller's back. And yeah, he's, he's healthy. Yeah, he, I mean I don't know how, how healthy, but he's back. Yeah, because I think he played last week. Didn't I mean didn't get a ton of targets or anything like that? Because Brissett's not about the deep game as much as much as far as kind of what we've seen. He's more of an under back, un, like kind of throw it down guy. So I don't know, uh, Gasecki, um, pre Miles, and then Gaskin. Those are two guys right. that kind of I'm asking around. Like, what do we think this week? Are they viable starters? Not um, until they were freed. Yeah, I mean, in deeper leagues, Gaskin, yes, probably. But in a 10-man league, I'm not going to start Gaskin. Even in a 12-man league, I'm yeah. not starting Gaskin. Yeah, 
you know, it's crazy because, like, the last five games of last year, Gaskin just looked unstoppable. He looked amazing, and then it, it just hasn't been correlating. Um, and it's not like, really his fault when you get five offensive carries. Offensive line, too. Like, yeah. when you're touching yeah. the ball, like, yeah. five. Yeah. You They're know, just not giving him the ball. He actually touched the ball, like, 16 times last week. Um, he got a lot of catches last week, didn't he? Um, they spread the ball out as far as rushing. I think they spread it at, like, 5-5-5. Five, five, five. Mm-hmm. But he got some targets. Let's just turn that around and give him the rushing attacks more and then limit the passes to five. Yeah. I think that the Dolphins have this game against the Colts. They're favored by two and a half. So, I mean, yeah. a field goal gets the job done. They almost beat the Raiders last week. Yeah. And Brissett's not a bad quarterback. He's got some, you know, maybe some animosity. Like, hey, how'd you guys let me go? <laughs> yeah, that's you know, true. So Brissett revenge game. Yeah. <laughs> talking about Tom Brady. Look at Brissett revenge game on tap. <laughs> so, maybe that's a, an, a reason for the Dolphins to win. Yeah. I mean, two and a half at home. You're, you're favored by less than a field goal at home when you're supposed to get the home field advantage. Mm-hmm. Over-under is 41.5. Colts just, I don't I don't get this team. Like, on paper, I thought their defense was supposed to be good, underperforming, and then they, their receivers Yeah, are, so um, Darius Leonard, mm-hmm. like, probably one of the best middle linebackers in football. Mm-hmm. He's been on the injury report every single week. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got a serious ankle injury that they're just, like, taping up and throwing him out there. So I'm sure that has something to do with it because he's like the heart and soul of that defense. Right. And if he's not getting to run around as much, he's not getting many tackles. He was like he was number one in IDP. I drafted him actually with my first IDP pick, and he was expected to get about like 12 to 13 points, which mm-hmm. equals you know like eight to nine tackles. But he has not been doing that because he's just not making it to the defender. But I think you know what I'm going to take the Colts this game. I think uh, they have a good rushing day. Uh, Miami's defense is laughable yeah. as far as the rushing attack, stopping the rush goes. Um, so Big yeah, day for Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, I, I'm I'm expecting two touchdowns, and I don't want anything less. I just had a premonition. You might not like it. Nick Himes injury. I think Himes catches one or two touchdowns. That's fine. This game. That's fine. As long as Taylor <laughs> also gets one. Hines <laughs> oh, is just always there, man. Just yeah. catch up in it up, like just fucking catching. And passes. today's episode, who's vulture and who? Yeah, fucking Hines. Yeah. But no, the good thing is Taylor Hines never gets a carry, so Taylor will get every carry just about, and all Hines does is catch passes. So no, I, I mean that's interesting. So you, you would take the Colts plus two and a half if you're a betting man. Mm-hmm. Think the Colts get the job done, get their first dub on the road yet? Yeah. Yeah. Dolphins don't give me a lot to like. Brissett's such a like vanilla quarterback mm-hmm. you know just he doesn't do anything amazing it's just like he's serviceable yeah so yes any team that i feel like just has one extra step of like not blandness uh-huh. can beat that team because right now what what is to like about the dolphins on paper they're not giving the players that are actually decent to like on paper the ball enough and they're keeping it in the hands of a guy who just doesn't do much not much. 29th on offense, 24th yeah, on defense. Exactly. <laughs> so. Give somebody the ball. Change it up. Give Gaskin the ball. We just talked about how well of a season he had to end last year. Your offense, what you're running right now, is clearly not working. Yeah. Change it up. It could probably just be the product of the offensive line sucking as well, and so their run game couldn't get established even if they wanted to. So I don't know. Yeah, that should be an interesting game uh, for Colts fans and Dolphins fans, I guess. Um, let's get into the Washington football team are traveling to the Atlanta Falcons. Shout out to your boy, Deeraj. He doesn't uh, get any more shout outs. <laughs> no more. He's getting <laughs> <laughs> He's hogging all the shout outs. Uh, Falcons are one and two. Washington football team also one and two. Washington football team favored in Atlanta, minus one and a half, over under 47 and a half. Um, man, if, the, if there's a game for the Falcons' lack of offense to actually have a standout performance, it's got to be this week, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, against a 30th defense in the NFL. A t- defense that we thought was going to be top five coming in, and right. now they're just so bad. They cannot. St- like the three of us could get out, go out there and probably run some plays and get yards on that defense. Oh, I call Holder. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I'm looking. I'm, if I'm the Falcons, 
you look at your schedule and there's not a lot of obviously from an outside perspective there's not a lot of games you have like a oh we should win this game but based on how washington's come into this you know first three weeks the falcons need to try to build some kind of momentum Mm -hmm. they were bottom feeders they finally came away with the w like build on that come into this game like it's a must-win game these are one of the few games you can win and you need to build some momentum washington football team's defense cannot stop anybody um it's really just going to be a product of two offenses and who you know scores a little bit more yeah i mean when you know, we say that Washington defense has been poor. Mm-hmm. Chase Young has still has zero sacks through three games. That's insane. That's, Where's he been? I don't know. I don't know what he's doing out there, honestly. But um, you know, I just expect a lot of running backs mm-hmm. to score in this game. Patterson time. Yeah, a lot of Patterson, a lot of Davis. Um, Maybe even a Kyle Pitts sighting. Ooh. I mean, dude, him and Ridley. Somebody needs to have a good game for that offense from that receiving core. Like yeah. I, I just don't understand. There's got to be a game. This is the game to do it. I don't know which one it'll be. Hopefully, it's both. I would really be excited for Pitts owners who drafted him so damn high and have been nothing but disappointed. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the guy I'm playing is actually benching Pitts this week. Yeah, so let's hope he goes off. So that sure. guy feels like yeah. an idiot. Sure. <laughs> um, one bright spot. I'm all about these bright spots. Um, the Falcons' defense, as bad as they are, they have not allowed a hundred yard rusher since 2019 what <laughs> yeah boom so um, guys so teams are just knowing that they can do nothing yeah, but throw and yeah, so, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's what it really is uh, so heineke so mclaurin should be like a must right. start this week oh definitely scary terry mclaurin heineke i expect both of them to have jd mckissick games. probably is gonna be a sleeper start oh my god he's catching passes falcons are giving up passes to everybody so Damn. mckissick logan thomas expected a big game why aren't you saying gibson because <laughs> we just <laughs> talked about how they don't give up 100 yard rushers so i'm just yeah. expecting everybody they're throwing the ball yeah. to yeah, yeah. they'll throw the ball to gibson too yeah, he'll get a couple i think no, after I'm that i'm just salty because yeah. i have gibson I so i, I no no I no it, it's he'll, he'll get his he'll yeah. get it i think they understood after that losing that game they're like why don't we give the wide receiver turned running back some receptions you know what happened when they did give yeah, it yeah 70 plus yard touchdown yeah, seems exactly. like a no-brainer he's way better than and then you know what he did the next attempt dropped the <laughs> touchdown pass <laughs> So That's why yeah. they got McKissick just sitting there yeah. waiting. Man, the you man. almost ended McKissick's career, bro. Yeah. And you dropped the touchdown at the one-yard line. You deserve it. You deserve it. So I, I think the Falcons win this game at home. They're dogs. I think they win at home. What's the spread? Two. Washington minus one and a half. Yeah. I don't know. Coin toss. It's yeah, a coin toss. This is probably the closest game so far for me to decide. They're yeah. just, I don't know. Uh, Atlanta's got a good enough offense. Yeah. Their offensive line is atrocious, but... They can move the ball. We've seen him move the ball. Washington yeah. has Heineke. He just, you know, is weird, he's tenacious. Yeah. You know, but he does throw a pick like pretty much every single game. So I don't know if you can afford to do that this game where you have just, it's going to be a close game. Yeah. Yeah. It should be an intriguing one. Uh, not one of the marquee matchups, but still football. So we're still going to enjoy it. Let's get into the Seahawks. They're traveling divisional matchup. They're going to be at the San Francisco 49ers. Seahawks, losers of two straight, one and two now, and the 49ers are two and one. So uh, big, big week four matchup here. 49ers at home, only favored by three. So just getting the home field advantage there. Over under at 52. Um, where, where? What are what's we starting the, what's with? The what's the spread? What's the spread? 49ers are favored at home by three. Oh, okay. I feel like this is like an alternate reality that we're living in mm-hmm. where like guys like Patrick Mahomes and <laughs> Russell Wilson mm-hmm. could have three losses back to back to back. Like, w- is that really going to happen? Here's a, here's a fun stat yeah. to throw away the alternate reality. Okay. So Russell Wilson has never lost three straight games ever. 
Look at that. <laughs> well, leave it to this reality. If there was a fucking yeah, reality to yeah, do it. No, you're one. right. You're right. That's, it's just insane how he's never lost three games in 147 career starts. That's wow. insane. Yeah. I, I'm going to go with the Seahawks on this one. I don't think that they lose three straight. I think that there's G- Garoppolo. Uh-huh. Oh, sorry. Go no, ahead. no, no, no. Go ahead. Yeah. Garoppolo, he can't be fully trusted, you know. Um, the Free 40, trade Lance. 40, 49ers are not like NSYNC. They do need Lance. They're yeah. like Backstreet Boys? Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, Lance. They're not in sync. <laughs> oh, they need Lance. <laughs> they need Lance. Wow. Ah! Two fucking. <laughs> that was great. Two fucking. That was great. Boy band jokes in like the same um, joke. That was insane. That, that's probably uh, never going to happen again. That's insane. Anyways, you're right. Yeah. So I'm going to go with the Seahawks. Um, I think that. But the thing is, they don't have Lockett, right? Lockett. No, had, Lockett's actually. Yeah. Practice. He actually came back yeah. that same game. He just didn't do much. Mm-hmm. I think okay. he has a sprained ankle. Yeah. So he's actually full go, I think, from what I saw. I don't think it's full go. I think he's back at is practice. Okay. But um, I don't think he's completely like. You know, back to good old lock itself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, Russell Wilson is 15 and four against the 49ers. Um, that's the most wins he has against any single opponent. He's never lost three games in a row. And if Lockett's back full health, um, I don't see how the Seahawks lose this game. Um, you know, we, we look at this is what I think, okay? I think Garoppolo is what a lot of people thought Kirk Cousins was. I think that's actually Garoppolo. Mm-hmm. He's like very limited in what he can do Mm -hmm. you know he doesn't have a ceiling anywhere Mm -hmm. you know he just like average average this average that average this so i don't know if you're going to be able to keep up with russell wilson with these like accolades that he has against the 49ers i don't know if you can play average football and win this game seahawks defense isn't very good no it's not and debo samuel and brandon Ayuk and kittle barring Mm -hmm. injuries like they have weapons yeah i mean i think elijah mitchell is back healthy again but i think this game is going to be a shootout I think there's just going to be points on points on points. Um, I think Russell Wilson's probably going to. He's going to have to throw. Yeah. Because the 49ers are going to run all over yep. the Seahawks, and then Russell Wilson's going to have to save himself by throwing a lot. Yeah. yeah. This could be a Russ cook week. Yeah. I think he cooks. I'm benching him, though. What do you think he's cooking this week? Probably some. In San Francisco? Maybe some, like, seafood? Some Ooh, oysters? Or yeah, oysters. oysters. Some, like, seafood array, you know? Like, oh, yeah. Man. Everything from Clams. that Bay Area. Just lobster. rub it in the <laughs> fucking 49ers' faces. But I'm getting hungry. I'm starving. But, <laughs> yeah, I mean, another divisional matchup. The records don't indicate that this is a big matchup, but this is a great game. Another mm-hmm. great game on the board. Uh, should be a fun one. <laughs> Jumping right into probably the marquee matchup of the week, the Arizona Cardinals, the 3-0 Cardinals, traveling to the 3-0 LA Rams. Uh, Battle of the undefeateds. Rams at home favored by 4.5, over-under sitting at 54. Man, the Rams early on have looked absolutely scary. I think the Cardinals are the more lackluster 3-0 on paper oh, yeah, just because of the sure. way they've won their games. But nonetheless, they're still 3-0. They still have Kyler Murray. Man, this game seems like it's just jam-packed. Yeah, 100%. I mean, they beat the Bucks. Yeah. The Rams beat the Bucks last week. And so, and Cardinals, uh, you know, they beat the Jaguars, but the Jaguars were up 10 to 10 14, 0. 19 to 10 or something, something like that, too. Yeah, 19 yeah. to 10 yeah. at, at one point. And so, um, the Cardinals have looked beatable. Beatable. Yeah. yeah. Right. And I, I guess the Jags not a good example, but the Vikings game. You know, right. the, the Vikings definitely had a chance to win. The Vikings that game. Had beat them. We, we beat them. We missed the field goal. <laughs> that was a win. You know, I've been saying this all season long. I don't like the Cardinals. They were just scrappy. Yes. And they're just making things work because this guy midgets legs. Yeah. That's the only reason they're winning. Yep. They don't. They're not playing well. DeAndre Hopkins is. You know, he has like fewer than five receptions in two straight games. Mm-hmm. The last time that something like that happened was like 2013. You know, they're spreading the ball. Yeah, that's great and all, but you're losing to the Jaguars at halftime. You know, like something's not right here, and you're playing against a team like the Rams. We're about as complete as they've ever been since maybe 2000. Yeah, and they get back Henderson this week. And they get Henderson back, so that just helps them out a little more. 
I don't know. I don't know. I, this it's like it's a pretty easy call for me. Rams like, are the team yeah. to beat. Rams Early season, Rams are the team to beat. Yeah. Um, my only thing with this is because it seems like on paper the Rams are just so solid. Where's their letdown game, right? I mean, they've they've played probably perfect football so far, and they're going to get, going up against another three and team. Yes, at home, Rams defense is just so scary. Aaron Donald, uh, Jalen Ramsey, but I'm just looking at this as maybe slightly a possibility of a letdown game just because they came out and beat the Bucks last week. Mm-hmm. And Arizona just kind of squeaked by. So Arizona at home, knowing they're going against a really good team, or again, on the road, they have nothing to lose. I feel like they play a little bit more freely. And when you let Kyler Murray be free, which is pretty much their entire offense, he's, he's scary, right? And so, yes, the scrappiness certainly comes into play on paper. I'm just looking at it from the other side of the coin where the Rams come in, I feel like with more pressure at home being 3-0 against a 3-0 team than the Cardinals on the road against a formidable opponent yeah. with nothing to lose. So I'm, I'm looking at it like yeah. there's going to be situations in this game where the Cardinals will like take risks and chances because they're on the road against a really good team. That could okay. pay off. Yeah, so they're going to have to take a lot of risks mm-hmm. and a lot of chances because the Rams have allowed fewer than 30 points in 16 straight games. That's the second longest active streak in the NFL. And Arizona has 30-plus points in each of their games this oh, week, wow. this season. Something's got to give. Something's got to give. Yeah, We shall see. Yeah. It, either way, it's going to be an insanely good game. Yeah. I think fantasy points are going to be kind of out the wazoo on the Rams side. Like, Cardinals defense, to me, like, they're not really great. So, I think Stafford, Cup, Woods, Woods hopefully, yeah. um, they should get going. They get Henderson back. So, mm-hmm. Henderson with Michelle. Also, um, uh, Kyler Murray's never beaten the Rams either. Ooh, so, ma- maybe that's going to play some role in this. Yeah. Is this the same reality, or is this that alternate reality where shit happens? I know. We'll find out this weekend in football for sure, <laughs> but that should be a good one. We The the one thing I want to mention from a fantasy perspective on the card side is the receiving court, right? You, you touched on Hopkins. We've had Moore. Rondell Moore have a big game. We've had Christian Kirk have a big game. We've had A.J. Green have a big game. Hopkins had a big game, I think, early in the season. Yeah. But there's four guys there now that uh, Kyler's kind of spread the ball to, and we've seen both running backs also have a big game individually. And so Yeah, you go to the anti-Ramsey guy. Anti Ramsey. Oh, that's a good call. That's so good who's Ramsey going to stick Hopkins, or is he sticking on the same he, side? Of the f- I mean, he's. This is the year that he's stayed in the slot, slot the most. Yeah. yeah. So and I mean, Hopkins doesn't really like to do the slot very often. Yeah. So is that we'll some see. Rondell more action. Yeah. Then? But I mean, I think I think he'll just stick on Hopkins. Yeah. I think that's what's going to happen. I think this has to be kind of you. You kind of have to shadow Hopkins. Yeah. But like we've talked about, there's so many other weapons there that. Yeah, that the the other cornerbacks are gonna have their word cut off. I mean, that it, there's not a good formula to beat the Rams, but if there is one, it's the attack the other side of Rams. Yes, yeah, that's absolutely. basically it. I agree because you can't run on them, mm-hmm. you can't throw it short on them. You just gotta attack the non-Ramsey side. What a threat to have! Like yeah. one guy oh. that's gonna control the whole left side. Shutdown corners field. are some of the most freaking valuable players. Yeah, yeah. They are. that you can have, man. You're shutting an entire side of the. Imagine field having down. two of those. Oh my God. AJ AJ Bo- Bowie. And Jalen Ramsey took them yeah. to yeah. the yeah. NFC cha- uh, AFC yeah. Championship yeah. game because right. of that scenario. Yeah, yeah. Sherman, Sherman, Richard. He's, they just got Richard Sherman. They did. Bucks they did. did. The Bucks Bucks did. Sherman. Yeah. Damn, yeah. he should join the Lakers since they're getting all the old people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, should be probably the best matchup on the board. There's a lot of great games, but st- your Steelers show it. They're traveling to the Packers. Uh, Steelers one and two. Packers two and one. Packers at home favored by six and a half. Over under sitting at forty five and a half. 
um, injuries, I think, is the name of the game on the Steelers' side, right? Is yeah, yeah. We got um, T.J. Watt's coming back, so that should that's good. Oh, nice. He's a, he's like full go. I, I believe he's full go. He was nice. full go in practice, so he should put, you know be able to put some pressure on Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, you know, had that miracle thirty-seven second drive mm-hmm. uh, last last week. So there is some chance that we could, if we could cut it close, and Big Ben could. You know, be protected and throw it deep to Deontay Johnson. <laughs> Two things that he hasn't had done all year. <laughs> all year. Yeah, no, who am I kidding? I, I've got the Packers winning this game. <laughs> yeah, so Big Ben's been sacked eight times in three games this season. He was sacked 13 times total last year. Damn. So we're going to maybe maybe get to that at the end of this game. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, man. And um, Steelers' defense is, you know, their secondary is trustworthy. So if the, they might be able to, you know, stop Devontae Adams, maybe not completely, like, remove him from the game. But I don't see anything going deep this game because uh, Valdez Scantling is also out. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the Packers going to have to figure something out here. Maybe it's a Lazard day. Could be just a lot of Aaron Jones screens and stuff too. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Should but be an interesting game, but it is in Lambeau. So. Yeah, that's always a good Yeah, and It's always a fun atmosphere. And the Packers come out scoring like all the time. And Steelers haven't scored in the first quarter in nine straight games. So, so yeah, the, the recipe has just been the Steelers are behind all the damn yeah, time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then that's when the line can't protect because the defense is unleashing with the blitzes and protection and everything. And, yeah, I mean, you're right. If the Steelers can somehow go up 7 nothing, I feel like their, their entire game flow just completely changes. changes. Oh, yeah. It seems like the only sure thing is Najee Harris. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Najee Harris. He's the one constant in that one offense. One constant, and he's gonna try, they're going to try to find ways to – Get him the ball, whether it be you know dump offs. Um, that guy's that guy's gonna get a whole season um, removed from his career after this year, <laughs> like two seasons. Yeah, I yeah. mean, nineteen targets last week, Jeez, fourteen wild. catches. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's youthful. He can handle the load. I think they're just gonna keep pressuring it on. The, the running back lifetime lifespan in the NFL just continues to go yeah. get lower and lower. But yeah, I, I think that's that's got to be their recipe, right? Is Najee Harris, what, whatever receivers are healthy, give yeah. Ben just a ounce of time to try to get the ball out to these guys and uh i believe the packers are another team that has allowed a lot of points to their uh, tight ends mm-hmm. uh so oh, stretch it's a stretch for fryer mood <laughs> you're starting them this week i am starting this week. you're hey, starting them this hey fryer mood if you don't listen to this podcast you should just for show it we See? talk about you more than any other podcast out there i would guarantee yeah. that tanyan has not been spoken about yeah. as much as fryer <laughs> mood has this year tanyan's so hit or miss man he gets so fired up when he plays well and then like you don't hear him the entire game because he doesn't yeah. catch a ball yeah, yeah. yeah. so I, i'm i'm hoping for something to come out of, and it's it's he's a he's an option if kittle doesn't play as well so yep. it's one of those things where uh, i would like to start fryer mood god let's hope kittle plays i just traded for him i need him to play yeah, yeah um, same yeah, another another great matchup. Steelers Packers always kind of a classic matchup there. The Ravens are going to be traveling to the Broncos. Another great game on the board. Two and one traveling to the surprise three and zero early season Broncos. Ravens favored on the road minus one. Over under sitting at forty four and a half. Um, we talked about this a little bit when I talked about uh, Lamar Jackson, but I'm not all in on the Broncos yet at three and zero. We obviously already talked about why uh, weak schedule. Defense is good, but uh, prove to me that you're great. Prove to me that you're an elite defense by stopping, you know, Lamar Jackson, a guy that is yeah. trouble to stop. I mean, you can yeah. you can contain him, but you can't really stop him. So, uh, what are the are the Broncos' defense for real? And then on the Ravens' side, like, can they get enough production from their receivers? Can can their offense do enough to you know take pressure off Lamar just having to run the ball every time? So Lamar Jackson has 251 rush yards this season. Mm-hmm. That's the most by any quarterback ever. 
in the first three games. Mm -hmm. So he's running for his life. That offensive line is not protecting anything. Mm -hmm. And when he can't have time to throw, the receivers drop it. So you can't play a game like that against, you know, this Denver defense that's not allowing anything to anybody. So, you know, the Ravens are also one of three teams with a negative point differential. Mm -hmm. You know, like, how are you going to beat a team that's undefeated with a stout defense and playing, you know, Football like you're supposed to be played. Run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Make some deep throws. Run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Make some deep throws. You know, Denver is playing just perfect football, right? I know they played a lot of shitty teams, but formula-wise, any coach would love to play their games mm-hmm. how, like how Denver's playing so far. So Baltimore needs to be perfect. Their offensive line needs to do so much better, mm-hmm. and the receivers need to start catching balls. And I think this will be a close game. If they don't do that, mm-hmm. I don't see this being a close game. I I think so. I think either way, it's going to be close, just because you just said the Broncos love to run the ball, right? Mm-hmm. So possession, control the clock. I don't. It's tough for me to see the Broncos go up like two scores unless they get like a rushing touchdown and a back to back, you know, pick yeah. six or something. But you're right. I think the Broncos have such a good formula. That the Ravens are going to have. We're going to have to see like a couple of Lamar Jackson type plays. Yeah. where he's broken down the well, that's, defense that's and, and making things happen um, for that to be the next factor. Because like you said, yes, if they just try to stick to what they do um, and, and, and you know, Lamar Jackson tries to throw the ball when he needs to and you have guys like Hollywood Brown that can't catch passes, um, the Broncos' defense is too good for mistakes like that. Yeah, and, and I mentioned that it's all, it's all about the Ravens' defense, and I, and I truly believe that because I feel like the Ravens can find ways to score if – given more chances mm-hmm. so it, it all comes down to can the ravens actually you know stop the um the broncos the mm-hmm. broncos haven't had a, a good matchup just quite yet like this is going to be the real first real threat and it's it's it's, it's funny because it's like all these teams that we talked about like the panthers and the broncos they're they're finally we're finally going to see what their defense is really about yep. um and so uh, you know it's it's going to be a tough matchup for i think both teams but um i'm it, it all boils down to that defense who's winning this game Oh man, it's a tough one. Minus one. Ravens favored by one, so it's essentially a coin toss. Yeah, it's another one of those things. Are we going to get to see if Denver's for real? Yep. Or yeah. are we going to see if Lamar Jackson can just make anything happen with a poor offensive line and yeah. poor receivers? You know, he they barely won last week yeah. against the Detroit Lions, but mm-hmm. three like touchdown drops from Brown. This is yeah. true. Yeah, Detroit's offense is no joke either. Yeah, mm-hmm. they can move the ball. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I'm going to take Baltimore cause I want to see them win this game. I, like I, I'm a Lamar Jackson believer, you know, he's, mm-hmm. he's unreal. He's, we've never seen a player like him and it's going to be a while before we see another one like him. Mm-hmm. So I like to root for the guy and I want to see if he can actually beat this, um, quote stout defense. So, you know, I'm excited. I'm excited yeah. to see what Lamar can do. Should yeah. be just another great matchup defense against that rushing quarterback. You know, which one's, which one's going to, yeah. Usually the rushing quarterbacks don't win games yeah. like this, especially against stout defenses. Yeah. Right. I'm going to take the under on this. I don't know what that, what that over under is 44 and a half. Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, on paper, yeah, I could see an under. Yeah. I could certainly see an under if Denver. I mean, if Baltimore plays fairly good defense, Teddy's not really like a, I, I'm going to yeah. drop 50 points uh-huh. on you kind of right. guy either. Right. You know, he's a conservative quarterback. Right. Yeah, I could see this being like a 17-13 game. Yeah, I could very well see that as well. For sure. I could see the under there. Um, So it should be, again, another stout matchup there for uh, another surprising undefeated team. So let's see if they can move to 4-0 and if that defense is for real. Uh, Sunday Night Football, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This is probably just storyline-wise the marquee matchup of the week. The Tampa Bay Bucks, 2-1. Tom Brady is traveling to his old hometown. He is going to be at Foxborough facing the Pats. Pats come in 1-2. Uh, Bucks are favored by seven on the road and over under is 49 and a half. Um, the story here is obviously Tom Brady is coming back to face Bill Belichick and his old team, the Patriots. Um, 
What can Bill Belichick do with his 20 years of Brady experience to make things difficult for Tom Brady? Yeah, it's it's not just Tom Brady. It's all of the options that the Bucks have. I mean, yeah. you got to stop Antonio Brown. You got to stop Mike Evans. You got to stop Godwin. You got to stop maybe Braid or yeah. uh, Howard. Howard, one Gronk of those guys is hurt, right? He's out. Yeah. Gronk out. No, doubtful. he's not out. He's doubtful, doubtful now. Doubtful. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I mind think, games, <laughs> right? I think you know that's what you need to stop. Um, you know, if, if you can stop those guys. That's how you stop Tom Brady, really. I mean, that, that's all it's about. Just yeah. stop everybody? Stop yeah. all of his weapons, <laughs> yeah. and you can stop Brady. How did they lose last week? Well, they just got cupped. Hot take. They just got Cooper cupped? Yeah, it was, it was one of those where they couldn't stop the Rams at all, and then they didn't score in every possession because the Rams' defense is good. Right. But it's a different situation. I mean, Pats have a pretty good defense on paper, and they've had some decent performances, but that offense is obviously nowhere near the Rams' offense. And so you're going against a rookie quarterback. It's literally to Tom in Tom Brady's eyes. This is the guy you guys drafted to replace yeah. me because you said I was too old. Right. And so, how in the hell are the Patriots going to stop that or beat Tom Brady? Like, it's it's the man mamba, on a mission. It's the Mamba mentality yes. of the coach versus Mamba mentality of Tom Brady. It's like but which one's going to play? Which one's going to outmaneuver the other? Belichick ain't on the field, dog. Yeah, but Mil- but Belichick tells the defense what to do and the offense. Tom That's Brady true. can only do what he wants to do. But yeah, I'm excited. I kind of want to see the Pats kind of make it kind of tough for Tom. Tom. Sure. Um, I don't know how they're going to do that because, you know, there's no, uh, what's his name? Gilmore. He's mm-hmm. still not back. He's still not back. So, you know, it's just like a recipe for disaster. But I just have kind of, there's something about the Patriots, you know, as much as. It's an aura. It's an aura. It's an aura. I think the aura is kind of fading. Yeah. Um, but I mean, the rookie quarterback's getting better as the season goes too. So he doesn't have to do much, but this game, he's going to have to do much because you're not going to be able to keep up with Tom Brady if you're going to be dinking and dunking. And we talked about it's going to be hard to run against Ndamukong Sue and that stout D-line. Yeah. Yeah. And so Mac Jones is going to be forced to throw the ball, yeah. forced to try to keep up with the Bucks, mm-hmm. right? So this is another one of those where if the Bucks go out early, like the, the sky's the limit for how much they can score and how much they can win by. The Patriots' success is to go up early, like win or score a touchdown first or be winning, and then they can try to run the ball and grind oh, it out like they do. Like, but it's going to it's so tough to see, you know, a situation where somehow the Patriots come out and win this game. It's 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 going to be exciting to see what Belichick draws up in the defense. Yeah. Like, what sort of schemes are you going to yeah. call? Because you, you, you know Tom Brady more than anybody else. You have to know his weaknesses. You had yeah. him for 20 seasons. Yeah, he does. He does. It's almost like I wonder if, like, other teams are also going to be looking at what the Patriots do yeah. and, like, kind of following yeah. that. I mean, regardless of how the results, you know, turn up, but, like, based off of everything that you have of Tom Brady, this is what you're going to, you know, put out there. What's the yeah. line? Patriots or Bucks are favored by seven on the road. So Bucks minus seven over under 49 and a half. Yikes. Yeah, that's a tough one. I'm staying away. I, yeah. Seven's a big number. There's too many weird implications <laughs> yeah. here. The Bucks could run away with it. Belichick could somehow just out-guru Tom Brady. Um, but it, I, regardless, a great matchup for Sunday night. You know what? I don't think Gronk's going to be out, but I okay. think that's a trap. I think he's just going to be out there because Decoy. he's he's back home in Foxborough. Yeah. Yeah. So I think a lot of owners are going to start him, yeah. uh-huh. and they're going to be really, really sad. So I hope that that means Mike, Mike Evans is a benefactor of the Gronk decoy. Mike Evans is always a benefactor as long as he's on the field. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta, oh yeah, that's another story. I don't know who the hell to start my receivers, but um, yeah, I, again, Pats would have to play a perfect game. I think Mac Jones would have to have like a coming out party right. mm-hmm. for, for for them to somehow Dude, win. Dude, that like, would could be you incredible. Imagine? Mac Jones outduels Tom oh. Brady. It's 
like, dude, it's my time now, bitch. I kind of want to see that. Let's make that happen. <laughs> that would be insane. Um, but Bucks favored by seven should be a good one on Sunday night. And that leads us to our last game of the week, folks. Monday night football. Again, ending with a bang. Man, so many goddamn good games. The Raiders, the 3-0 Raiders are traveling to the 2-1 LA Chargers. Um, shit, Chargers at home favored 3.5 against 3 3-0 team and over-under sitting at 52. Um, talk to me. Talk to me. What What comes to mind here? Yeah, I mean, it's like it's it's a Herbert versus Carr show, right? Yeah. I mean, who's who's the actual real deal? And I, I think Herbert is the big the real deal and compared to Carr, um it's this is such a tough matchup. I don't know which way to side, honestly. I'm I mean, I'm going to side the Chargers, mm-hmm. but it could go either way. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think from a from a fantasy standpoint, I think there's a lot to like. I think yeah. there's going to be a decent amount of points scored here, so it's just a matter of, you know, is it going to be the old Eckler mm-hmm. show? Is it going to be the Keenan Allen show? Is it going to be the Mike Williams show? Um, from from that on that side, and then on the other side, we talked about Derek Carr loves pretty much every receiver. He's spreading mm-hmm. the ball more than any other quarterback, mm-hmm. just about any other quarterback. So who's going to be the guy that has the X factor game? Um, this so week? the guy that's going to have the X factor game is going to be the guy that's not guarded by Derwin James. Yeah. Derwin James is a shutdown safety. He's, he just takes people out of the game. You um, never heard of no shutdown safeties? Nope, nope. But the, he's one of them, and. Um, you know, he's just a huge guy. He can take out your tight end. He can. He's fast enough to take out your cor- uh, quarterback or uh, cornerbacks. Wait, receivers. What? Receivers. <laughs> Sorry, I had a little weird moment there. But um, yeah. So if he if he decides to stay on Waller, mm-hmm. Waller's not going to do very well. Yeah. Um, but, but they but they have a lot of weapons. Yeah. They have a lot of weapons. Hunter Renfro Renfro actually has five receive uh, receptions and over fifty reception yards in each game this season, which is the best he's ever done in his career. So as consistent as they come. Yeah, he's consistent yeah. and uh, Carr has said multiple times that he is the best player on the team. I don't know how to take that, yeah. but that means like he's not going to just say random shit though. Yeah. You know, he sees stuff in practice that yeah. he does that other players don't do. Yep. So maybe that's why he gets five receptions minimum yep. every game. Cause there's like that reliability factor. He just knows that when things are going wrong, yep. he has Hunter Renfro. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm also looking at the Josh Jacobs situation mm-hmm. and maybe considering starting Peyton Barber. If Josh Jacobs is not, playing uh it might be a stretch but if you don't have i mean if you have to start gainwell Bro, or Peyton the Barber, volumes the name of the game yeah. for running backs and if you're getting 23 carries mm-hmm. you just you're you gonna got, he's a must start yeah he's a must start yeah, yeah. I, I agree i'm also monitoring that situation because i have jacobs and and, and you have Peyton Barber. no i don't have Peyton Barber. Oh, i have no. the other shithead kenny on drake oh useless, god That's, useless piece of garbage is, is he the dud of the season right. so far so far he's got to be the dud i mean i don't know what the expectations were to were That's on true. him coming into the season That's true. but yeah. To, for for them to not be that high and for him to still suck like that that's definitely dud worthy. But yeah, I, I think if Peyton, if you have Peyton Barber, um, I mean, and you don't have like two stud rece- or running backs running or something, backs, you're yeah. looking at starting them because, like you said, volume twenty three carries. Um, they like him. Clearly, they've shown that even with Drake there, he's even with an injury, Drake's like the spell back or whatever, or lack thereof. So Barber's getting the load. And if Jacobs is out, Barber's getting the load. Yeah, number one offense versus number four offense. going to be a shootout. Yeah, that's going to be a great freaking game. Um, that is the last game on the matchup slate that we have. Monday Night Football, again, going out with a bang. We had Thursday Night Football start with a bang. Uh, week four looks like it's going to be another kind of you know highlight reel. So uh, we'll be we'll be really excited to recap these games on our next episode. Uh, let's end things off with our survivor picks. Week four. Survivor pick mm-hmm. so far three weeks in the bu- in the books. Shashot is three and zero. Oh. Shovitz two and one. I'm also three and zero. Oh. This is week four, so Shashot, give us your first survivor pick of this okay. week. Okay, so I am gonna hop on this anti-Jets train that I've been hopping on. Yep, and I'm gonna take the Tennessee Titans to beat the Jets. 
Yeah. Nice. For reasons we've already all talked yeah, about. Yeah, we've already, I mean, yeah. Yeah. you know, there's really nothing here. I, I'm not really worried about this A.J. Brown or Julio situation. I think even besides those guys, they're just, they're still better than the Jets. They're just slightly less better than the Jets. But um, Tannehill has shown that he can move the ball around, whether it's A.J. Brown there or not. Um, so I think that's going to continue against this Jets defense. Dude, I just want to say that you have so much riding on the Titans this week that if the Jets somehow play like an insane game, that's going to be shitty. What else? What else do I have? Don't you have the Titans defense starting in like all your yeah. leagues? Yeah. And you're taking the Jet Titans on the survival. Hey, man. They're, they're, I mean, you got to be the ones, man. Yeah, you got to yeah. ride that. And the Jets have given us no reason to believe that they're even like capable of barely right. even so, speaking so out of So if the opportunity's one. there to play a team against a team like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. 100%. You know, 100%. I'm yeah. with you. It's just, it's, you know, yeah. it's all, all your fine. eggs in one basket. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. Adage. It's all, all good. All I'm going to say is I'm going to piggyback off of you got to be the ones. Uh-huh. And my strategy for pick them for, <laughs> for survivor pick is always, it's not going with the herd. It's going against the herd because that's how you win. Uh, so I'm going to pick the, the Jets this Wow. This week. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so you guys are playing against each other this week in, in the Survivor pick. We're going to yeah. play a game of Madden after this, too. I'm going to use the Titans, <laughs> yeah. and he's going to use the Jets. So Stay you're tuned. Take, you're taking the Jets yes. at home against the Titans as your Survivor pick. That's right. So I, I think your strategy on Survivor picking is kind of messed up <laughs> um, because you're not really supposed to go against the herd in this situation. You're supposed to pick the team that's going to win for sure. And mm-hmm. there's a, there's I feel like there's other teams out there. Yeah. So here's the thing. I'm, I am a... Two and one. Mm-hmm. You are. That's three that's and the strategy you should have said. Right. So if you lose, you'll be the, we'll we'll be we'll have the same. Um. You know. Yeah. Uh. What's it called? Record. Record. Right. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. Let's know, see what let's see strategy. what Sweetcar's uh picking here. Yeah. So I'm just scrolling through these games real quickly. I'm just you know, right off the cuff, real quick. I'll just take the Bills at home. Easy one. Okay. <laughs> bills at home. Seventeen point favorites. <laughs> Damn. Texas. So you're telling me Shovit had the option to pick Bills against Texans, and he chose. Jets against Tennessee. So the other thing about this is, when am I ever gonna pick the Jets? And I feel like this is the Damn. week that I can pick the Jets. Wow. Man, you are really, really shitting on the Texans yeah. or the Titans. I don't know who you think the Texans or the Titans yeah. are, but yeah. they're not as bad as you think they are. Uh, well, Derek Henry's gonna be running all over that. Yeah. He, these are facts. These yeah. are. These it's okay. Are We're gonna be watching the game together, so maybe we'll uh, we'll do a little live stream during that time. <laughs> that would be sick. In the fourth I'd quarter. So I'd be so down. If you guys want to see live streams during the game, let us know because we have no issues doing that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those are the survivor picks. So you have the Titans against the Jets. You have the Jets against the Titans. Yeah. And I'm taking the easy like, so cop-out answer. I'm taking Buffalo at home against the Titans. I mean, that's Texas. how you do it. That's <laughs> yeah. how you do it. Got to move to a sweet 4-0, man. That's, that's the name of the game is stack those dubs. Um, that is it for this week, guys. That is episode seven in the books of the only playbook. Thank you so much for tuning in. Can't wait to watch these games on Sunday and then recap them on Tuesday with you guys. Like you said, stick around for all of our social media tomorrow. We're going to update you with all the injuries that we find out, everything that can help you build the best lineup and get your dubs on Sunday. Again, we're the only playbook. We'll see you next time. (laughs) 